Welcome to today's podcast. I'm going to continue to look at the obedience of the Son to the Father and the truth that oneness is not correct because Jesus is not his own Father. Greetings. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Equipping the Bride podcast. I'm Brother Jason DeMars from Beaufort, South Carolina, a minister at Bethel Tabernacle. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Friday. You can watch this podcast on YouTube and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. May the Lord richly bless you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Just want to read some feedback. Um, Brother Ken Boos writes in and says, God bless you, Brother Jason. I'm so grateful for a solid teaching ministry that stays with the word. Keep pressing on. Thank you, Brother Ken. Appreciate the encouraging words. Uh, We have on Apple Podcasts, we have nine ratings and it's all five out of five, five stars out of five stars. So appreciate that. And I have had a few people write in. Please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, please, please write a review of the podcast and give me your uh, feedback. I really, really appreciate that. Also, I want to thank the supporters of this podcast once again. These are the ones who've subscribed to send three, five, eight, or ten dollars a month to support the podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, once again, you can do that if if you're a listener and you appreciate it on my Buzzsprout podcast link that you'll find connected to this video or to the audio podcast. So we've been looking at uh, quotes from Brother Branham that demonstrate uh, the Father and the Son, and looking in detail on when he speaks about the Godhead, of how he speaks about it. So, once again, reading the same quote we talked about before from the Sermon Conferences, 1960, Jesus was brought himself to a decision, and before going to Calvary, the Father brought his own Son into conference in Gethsemane. While angels taken their position to see what the decision would be, Jesus, when he looked up into the face of the Father, he said, It's not my will, it's yours be done. What a decision. That decision anchored and swept the world and still comes tonight to every penitent soul. Not my will, but thine be done. That's the decision. Webster's Dictionary definition of the word conference is the act of conversing on a serious subject, a discourse between two or more for the purpose of instruction, consultation, or deliberation, formal discourse, oral destruction, uh, oral discussion. So it's a discourse between two or more, the Father and the Son, two, in a discourse. The Father's will was to send the son, his Son to Calvary. The son had to go into Gethsemane for a conference and say, not my will, let this cup pass from me. That's what his will was. 
let this cup pass from me. But the Father's will was, don't let it pass. You have to go to Calvary and be the sacrifice. And Jesus surrendered his will to the will of the Father. Now, we read quite a number of quotes, and I'm just going to abbreviate them. As I said before, on the last several podcasts that I've done, you can go back also and listen to those to get the full quote and the references from the podcast. I'm gleaning from them the main portions, and this is a number of different quotes. Let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11 different quotes from 11 different sermons. All right. Jesus, this is Brother Branham speaking. Jesus and the Father was the self-same person, just the same as the Holy Spirit in me. You're looking to me preaching, but it's not me. Yet, he's an individual different from me, but the only way he is expressed is through me. See, That's how Jesus and the Father was. Jesus said, it's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. So there we see the same person, how? Just like the Holy Spirit in me. Yet he's an individual different from me, but the only way he's expressed through me. So how is he the self-same person? The only way he's expressed is through me, even though he's an individual different. Now, Continuing on, another quote, there was two people talking all the time. The person Jesus Christ was talking, and God was talking in him also. Two people speaking, Jesus and the Father. Another quote, we want to talk about these two natures and these two beasts, or two, or bird, one beast and one bird, and how that God and Christ was represented in these two beings. Another quote, many of you get off the wrong track when you try to think that God is one like your finger is one. He can't be his own father. Another quote, God is Jehovah, the spirit. Christ was the house that he dwelt in. That's how they're one, is God, the invisible spirit, dwelling in the man, Christ Jesus, the son of God. Another quote, he'd been obedient, and God took witnesses of the earth. Peter, James, and John brought down Elijah and a Moses from heaven and stood them there and adopted his own son. In other words, positionally placed him into his position that he was predestinated to be in. Another quote, he said, before Abraham was, I am. That wasn't Jesus, that was God in him speaking out, that he was in the burning bush back there at the beginning. Another quote, Jesus couldn't have been his own father, and if God is a man, then Jesus was born sexual desire and not virgin birth. That settles the whole thing, you see. If he's one like your finger's one, then what? Then he was his own daddy. How could he have been? That's wrong. He had a father. Jesus did. Another quote, now the oneness teaching of the oneness church, I certainly disagree with that, thinking that Jesus is one like your finger is one. He had to have a father. Another quote, now somebody says, Brother Branham is a oneness. No, sir, I am not a oneness. I do not believe that Jesus could be his own father. I believe Jesus had a father, and that was God. But God dwelled and tabernacled in this body called Jesus. 
Another quote. Now, the reason there's a difference between God and Jesus, Jesus had a beginning. God had no beginning. All right, so very illuminating and enlightening quotes from Brother Branham. He's an individual different. So the self-same person and the self-same person means that it's the only way he's expressed was through the Son. In other words, he's the visible manifestation of the invisible God, being the self-same person. Yet he's an individual different, right? He, he says, before Abraham was, I am. That wasn't Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had a beginning. That's the, There's a difference between God and Jesus. Jesus had a beginning. God had no beginning. That was God in him speaking out the same one that was in the burning bush, right? Jesus had a beginning. Sons have beginnings. They, by definition, a son has a beginning. The father is God. He has no beginning and no end. Jesus, oneness is wrong. Why is oneness wrong, Brother Branham? Because Jesus is not his own father. Jesus had a father. God is a spirit. The spirit that overshadowed Mary is the father of Jesus. In the sermon, Palmer, Palmer Worm, Locust, Cankerworm, Caterpillar, in August 23rd, 1959, Brother Branham says, When God dwelt alone, Holy, his laws, his righteousness makes him holy. He wanted to be in man. He wanted to worship with man. He wanted man to worship him. He had to come to man. And then when he did, he created, overshadowed a little virgin named Mary, God, Jehovah did, and created in her womb a cell, a blood cell. That blood cell developed cells, and it brought forth a man, which was Christ Jesus. God Almighty, the Father, dwelt in him at the day of the baptism when he received the Holy Ghost. On the day when John baptized him, John said, I beheld and saw the Spirit of God like a dove descending from heaven and a voice saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am pleased to dwell in. Jesus said that God was with him. I and my Father are one. My Father dwells in me. Not Jesus in being one with God, but God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And you oneness, brethren, many of you get off the wrong track when you try to think that God is one, like your finger is one. He can't be his own father. He can't be. But he is God. God is Jehovah, the Spirit. Christ was the house that he dwelt in. So let's unpack that for a moment. God created, overshadowed by the Spirit, Mary, and created within her a blood cell, which brought forth a man that was the Son of God. So God was his Father, therefore he's the Son of God. And he says then, God Almighty the Father dwelt in him. When? At the day of his baptism. That's when Jesus could say, I and my Father are one, my Father dwells in me. Now, he said, Brother Benham says, not Jesus and being one with God, in other words, one for one with God, exactly the same. No, he says, but God was in Christ. And he, then he goes in to say, your oneness, brothers, are, are incorrect. He can't be his own father. See, 
God is his Father. God is Jehovah, the Spirit. Christ, the Son of God, is the house that he dwelt in. In the Sermon on the Revelation of Jesus Christ, 1960, Jesus could not be his own father. Neither, if he had a father outside of the Holy Spirit, then he's an illegitimate child. The Holy Ghost conceived him, and he said God was his father. So the Holy Ghost and God has to be the same person, or he has two daddies. And he was called God Emmanuel. He was called Emmanuel, which is God with us. He claimed when he was on earth that he and the Father was one. Remember, it's he and the Father. The Son and the Father are one, which means God is dwelling in Christ. In the sermon, the Ephesian church age, Jesus could not be his own father, and neither can he have a father and him there be three gods. In the sermon Abraham in 1961, Brother Branham says this, you got one side of the road over here saying God's one like your finger's one. He can't be his own father. Got them over here saying he's three different gods. Well, if he's three different gods, then God the Holy Ghost and God the Father is two different people. Then if the virgin was conceived by the Holy Ghost, which one was his father? Got one father, God are the Holy Ghost, and God is the same self-spirit. That's correctly. Oh, it's not mysterious. If a if two was his father, then he's illegitimate child, sure enough, spiritually. See, it's all scrupled up. It don't make sense. The only thing that man tried to figure it out with their head instead of letting their heart go to God, and God would reveal those things to them if you just let him do it. Yes, sir. He can't be his own father. Jesus couldn't be the one Jesus, one God, all like that. He was created by God the Father, right? And God the Father dwelt in him that he might use his blood for sanctification and cleanse his church with that same spirit to live in his church, to perform the works and the signs and fulfill the scripture that he promised in the last days, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. All right. So again, Brother Branham says Jesus couldn't be the one Jesus, one God, all like that. He was created by God the Father, and God the Father dwelt in him. He was created by God the Father through the Virgin, by the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. And God the Father dwelt in him when? At his baptism. All right, it's it's very, very simple. If you can really lay aside preconceived conceptions and notions and just listen and receive what Brother Branham is saying. And then listen to his explanation behind it because there's details there and it's absolutely incredible. Now, I mentioned last time I want to go through the Gospel of John and I want to show you these things very clearly in the scriptures. And we're going to do that. I'm going to make, I'm Lord willing, so we're about halfway into the podcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through uh, the first eight chapters of the Gospel of John, and then the next time we'll consolidate the quotes a little bit more, and we'll go through uh, the remaining chapters of the Gospel of John. All right, so... And that's Lord willing. If I get if if I get inspiration and and uh, 
begin speaking more about these verses will obviously not make it in and uh we'll go from there so john 1 18 i'm gonna leave aside john uh john 1 1 in the beginning was the word that's another i'm leaving that as another topic because uh we get into that and it makes it difficult to focus on what we're trying to focus on so i'm going to leave that aside and we're going to go here in john 118 is where i want to start no man has seen god at any time he's the invisible god the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the father he hath declared him so the son is visible the son as a beginning. The son is a man. The son grows in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. The son is the one who declares the invisible God. So God has not been seen, but the son has been seen. The son is the, is vis, the visible expression of the invisible God. And this is where Brother Branham says they're the self-same person. All right, John 1, 49. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel, the Son of God. God is your Father. This is, the, this is a messianic, two messianic titles, Son of God and King of Israel. When Jesus shows the discernment and shows Nathanael his life, his response is, you're the son of God. John 3, 34 and 35. For he whom God hath sent speaks the words of God. For God giveth, this is John the Baptist speaking. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. This is the chapter where we have God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Only begotten means uniquely begotten. God has many sons, but Jesus is the only begotten or the uniquely begotten son. He is the only one that came by a virgin birth. Now, Adam was created as an adult from the, from the earth directly by God. Well, that's different than the way Jesus came, which was, He's the unique begotten Son of God by a virgin birth. So God, God loved the world, so he sent his uniquely begotten Son. Now we, hear, now we see later in the same chapter, John the Baptist. The one that God sent speaks the words of God. He's, he's the vessel and the channel of for the word of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. We receive the Holy Spirit by measure. Jesus received the Holy Spirit uh, without measure. Jesus received the Spirit. He received the, the entire ocean. We received a portion of the ocean, right? We received a cup of the ocean. He received the full ocean. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We as individuals, we have it in part. He was the fullness. Then verse 35, 
John the Baptist speaking, The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. Love is from a relationship. So Father loves the Son. There's a relationship between the Father and the Son. And it says, has given all things into his hand. So all things were in the Father's hand. And he took that and placed it into the Son's hand. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what is the Father? He is a spirit. It's not a different person. It's not a different spirit. It is the self, same spirit, self, same person. As Brother Branham said, God the Father and the Holy Ghost are the self, same person. John five seventeen and 18, but Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews shot, sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but all, said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. So when Jesus said, I'm working and my father works, he put his work, and he equated his work with the work of God. So he was putting him his his work as equal with God, showing that he is the Son of God. If you're the Son of God, if you're the only begotten Son of God, your only purpose is to be a vessel that God could flow through. So Jesus being obedient, surrendering, he lived his life surrendering his will to the Father so that the Father could flow through him. So his work and the Father's work were one. That's why he says, I and my Father are one. We'll get to that later. I and my Father are one because we're doing the same work. And that was what made him equal with God. He's an individual different, but he's the self-same person. All right. John 5, 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For whatsoever the, he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Again, that's this, he, the Father is working through me, is what he's saying. I'm the vessel that the Father is working through. I can't do anything by myself. I'm not doing my own will. I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. We'll read that in a, in a few minutes. For the Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that he himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Again, this is Jesus saying, I operate by a vision. God shows me what to do in a vision, and I carry it out. But I don't do it of myself. He does it through me. Verse 21, For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickens whom he wills. For the Father judges no man, but is committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which has sent him. If you don't worship Jesus Christ, you are not worshiping God. If you lay Jesus Christ aside, you cannot worship God. So if if you try to separate them, and Jesus Jesus is just, uh, he's only... Our elder brother, we don't need to worship him. No, you cannot 
worship God without approaching him through Jesus Christ. Verily, verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me, the Father, God, has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Okay, So the Father is, is the only one that's immortal. He's the only one that has eternal life. But he has pa- passed on and placed this life in his Son. And if we have the Son, then we have life. But the life was in God. Then God, by his own will, placed that life in his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 27, and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Again, we see this process is the father working and I work. The father works and I work. In other words, the Father is doing the work. The Son can of, him own, of his own self do nothing. As he, see, as he sees, he does. God gives him a vision, shows him a vision. God works out the miracles and the supernatural through him. That's this process. That's what's being said. The, the Son doesn't do his own will. He doesn't seek his own will. He doesn't plan his own purpose. He is the vessel that God executes judgment through that God gives eternal life through, and that God receives worship through. John 5, 30 and 32. I can of mine own self do nothing. See here, this is in the, in the same reference. This is the Father works and I work. And they say, you're a man making yourself equal with God because you say you're the Son of God. So Jesus is explaining how this works. The Father shows the Son a vision. The Son can do nothing of his own self. He reiterates it again. I can of my own self do nothing. The Son can do nothing. That's what he's saying. I'm a man. I can do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bears witness of me. Another. Another. What does the word another mean? Any other. Any different person. That's literally in the Webster Dictionary what it means. Any other person. So someone distinct. As Brother Branham said, an individual different. The Father is an individual different. There's another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Then skip forward, John 5, 43. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. I want to look at this. I am come in my Father's name. In the Old Testament, it says, You shall not worship in any gate which the Lord thy God giveth thee, but in the gate in which the Lord thy God places his name. And we know in the Old Testament, that God chose Jerusalem. That's where David 
dwelt, David made the preparations, but he told Solomon to build the temple. And so the place where God chose to place his name was the temple on Mount Moriah in the city of Jerusalem. The same place that Abraham brought Isaac to sacrifice him, the the floor of Ornan the Jebusite, that's what David purchased, and that's where the temple was built. That's the place where God chose to place his name, and he said, come and worship here. Well, we come to the new covenant, and we're told that, that we don't wor- you don't need to worship in any certain mountain, on Mount Moriah, or as the Samaritans did in Mount Gerizim. No, that's not necessary. Jesus says, any true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's anywhere. You can worship him anywhere. And yet we know that there's a place where the Father, Almighty God, Jehovah, placed his name. Where did he place his name? In the Son, Jesus Christ. So all men need to honor the Father even as they honor, uh, excuse me, all men need to honor the Son even as they honor the Father. You cannot honor the Father without honoring the Son because the Father has placed his name in the Son. And so that temple in Jerusalem has now become a man, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the the Messiah. So I'm going to close there. I finished with John 5. I didn't make it through John 8, so it's probably going to take us a few more podcast episodes to conclude the, the book of John. I'm going to give myself a note that I finished right there. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any testimonies, please let me know. I really appreciate you listening in. Thank you again to us, the supporters. Uh, once again, you know, we do missions work in the, in the Middle East. We uh, supply books for free to people around the world. Uh, hundreds of orders come in all the time for this, and we do our best to fulfill them as God provides for us. Uh, we have a desire to get these podcasts translated into many languages. We have many requests for this around the world. So when you become a sponsor of this podcast, you not only play, pay for the software, the things that we're using, but you also help pay to spread this message around the world. This is a great outreach opportunity that we're using, and we really need your help to do it the right way. So thank you so much. And may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Equipping the Bride podcast. New episodes are posted every Friday. I want to remind you that if you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. Please, I ask you to remember the believers and the mission's work in the Middle East in prayer. May the Lord richly bless you.